Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. morning, Miss Michelle. I'm looking forward to a bit of a change of pace today. I understand we're welcoming back to the Remote Pathways podcast. Excited to have Kim Avery of Kim Avery Coaching. You might remember her with us way back in season one. So I want to say welcome to you, Kim. Good morning. How are you keeping? I am doing so well and I'm thrilled to be back. So thank you for the invitation. Well, good to have you. And today we, we are changing it up. Michelle is in the interviewee seat. I love this. Why don't you set the stage for us today? So glad Kim is here with us today. And just as a friendly reminder of Kim, uh, let me give a quick introduction. Kim helps entrepreneurs, ministry and marketplace leaders fully partner with God in the messiness of everyday work and life so they can flourish from the inside out. All three of us are going to have a great conversation around compassion fatigue and the power of community. And then later we're going to talk about flourishing and specifically soul flourishing, what it is and how it can be valuable during this season. Fantastic. Well, welcome back, Kim. I know last time you were here at the Remote Pathways podcast, we got to talk about your release of your prayer-powered entrepreneur. And that's going on two years ago now, correct? It has. This is about the anniversary date at two years today as we're recording this. (laughs) Wow, amazing. Well, the whole world has changed in that last two years, obviously. And I'm excited that we get to talk about this really relevant topic of compassion fatigue. So I'd love to start us off. Like, what exactly is compassion fatigue? How 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 do we know what it is? How is it defined? Tell us a little bit about it. And thank you for that. It's important to start with the definition. I'm a licensed mental health counselor here in the state of Florida. And so the the term compassion fatigue actually has a clinical meaning, but the words compassion fatigue have an ordinary meaning, which is really where we're going to be living most of our time in the conversation today. But just to distinguish between the two in its clinical sense, compassion fatigue is that term that describes physical, emotional, psychological impact not of your own, but of helping others through their trauma and their stress. So during this pandemic period, you can imagine that helping professionals 
are experiencing severe clinical compassion fatigue, which has very serious symptoms in terms of depression, anxiety, reduced productivity, insomnia, et cetera. However, all of us are experiencing some level of just the ordinary use of that words. First of all, we're fatigued. I mean, is this year 22 of the pandemic? I don't even know anymore. It's been going on. It seems like forever. And we haven't been prepared for that. And so we're experiencing all the impact of that ourselves, but also our family members, our coworkers are experiencing it. So we're helping them with their health crisis, their lost jobs, their lost income, their inability to use their power of choice, their relationships that have been hurt or severed. And so not only are we caring for our own selves, our compassion has been overflowing and flowing out almost to the point where we're running out where we are right now in this point in our world. Yeah, well, you know, Michelle and I recently touched on this in our episode on burnout. So we think about burnout in general. Is compassion fatigue sort of a subset of it, a sibling? How would you how would you sort of orient the two together? It is. It's very it has very similar symptoms in the way it expresses itself. But in some ways, it's almost has more community orientation and cause, which is why community is a great part of the solution, because We don't acknowledge, I think, sometimes the weight of helping other people carry their loads. So I can get burnt out all by my lonesome, (laughs) but compassion fatigue comes when not only do I feel like I'm burning out, but I, because we're all caring people, we're continuing to help other people with their losses, their grief, and their stress. And so there's this, we're in a worldwide community. We're all struggling with loss at the same time. And so it's impacting us in slightly different and deeper ways, I think. Yeah, so fantastic. Um, You talked a little bit about, you know, what's happening now, but like, especially why now? Let's look into some of the reasons why this topic is so important in this moment in time. Well, ever since March 2020, I continued working with the same people that I serve and I love serving, but most of my business was focused around helping them build their businesses, helping them with their very tactical marketing needs, showing them how they can utilize marketing to grow their their reach and their business. But as days and weeks and months were on, they were coming to the call more and more and more tired. And sure, they may start the conversation or the group with, yes, I really need to think about my branding. I really need to think about my profitability. But can I just say, here in this safe space, I don't know how I can keep going on. This is exhausting. I know this seems like it has nothing to do with my business, but my family is struggling or my children are struggling or I just lost one of my parents to COVID. And so the weight on them was heavy, yet they didn't give themselves permission or really understand that, of course, that's impacting how you show up in your business life. They were like, what's wrong with me? I need to be thinking about business, but this is what's going on in my life. And I'm not sure when we turned the corner and I woke up and maybe everybody else did, or maybe not everybody has yet, but I finally got to a point where I thought, in the sense of exponential change, this is not going to get better. We are such a globally connected world right now. The change will always come faster than we are used to biologically, physiologically, emotionally handling it. We are not prepared for this and it's not going to end. So how do we as people, first of all, to shore up our own little selves um, before we worry about doing all the things that we want to do? And it was that realization that made me understand I need to come in almost at a deeper level. 
and just give people permission to be where they are and look at those questions and say, if this is going to be sustainable, something has to change. I need to re-strategize the way I'm living my personal life before I worry about my business life. So yes, no more marketing coaching. Really, I just shut it down. It was a scary big move of faith. And Michelle, you and I are opening the doors to something new that we hope will help people with this. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being able to serve in a different way at a deeper level. Wow, what a, you know, I can hear the emotion and the power and just obviously the need, the palpable need of the people that come to you. And yes, it's a different world. It's a different world than we were in two years ago. So, you know, needs change. Michelle, now you were going to jump in as well. What were you going to say? Yeah, stats are showing it. In that last uh, episode that we did about burnout, you were saying, what was it, a half a million Canadians were talking about burnout And uh, there's more stats around even this compassion fatigue and kind of where people are. So when we say, well, I talk about this now, what's important about it? The stats are even revealing that. And Kim, I know you've done a lot of research around this too. Um, There were some alarming stats that you came across as well. It was interesting because Deloitte has done a mid-pandemic study, and I kind of chuckle when I think, how do they know we're (laughs) mid-pandemic? How do they know we're not still at the beginning? But they call it their mid-pandemic study with senior leaders. And to your point, the number one stressor, they said, in their life was just everything going on, all the things. But number two was what surprised me. They said caring about the people on their team or in their circle of influence was their number two. And it, that's the compassion fatigue component. That is weighing them down almost equally as much as their own stress. And here were the statistics. 82%, these were senior leaders, regularly finished work feeling mentally or physically exhausted. That's a really strong word. 82% exhausted. 43% report increased irritability. And I can't help but think if they'd interviewed their spouses, the number may have been higher. 50% report difficulty sleeping. If I can't get a good night's sleep, how can I help me? How can I help you? And it goes on 60% were unable to relax or pause activity. How will it get better? Let's just future forward that for a minute. If they're not going to pause and relax because it's just, I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to care. I got to serve. I got to lead. It's not just bad now. It's not going to be able to get better. And it's alarming. So talk a little bit. You mentioned this earlier, you know, community and, you know, the sustainability of of leadership is critical. It's mission critical. We're not out of this yet. So, you know, it's really key. And I say this having worked in post-disaster management for many years, like the, the road is always longer than we anticipate. So what can community do? I heard hear that this is part of the equation of like, how does community fit in to the whole compassion fatigue? It adds weight, but I also suspect that it may be part of the I don't know if an antidote is the right word, but maybe the mitigation factor. Yeah, I love that you brought that to my attention or brought that to our attention because I was hearing that too, right? Wait, I have compassion fatigue. This has to do with people. I'm burning out because all the cares are coming from my team, my family, and yet I still have to show up to this job. So how in the world can community be the solution? It seems counterintuitive, uh, but it is. And it's what are you doing in the community? And what type of community are you being a part of for that solution? 
I love that you made that distinction. It depends on the community, who's there and what we're doing in it, because we're all involved in micro communities in all areas of our life. But we did see a need. There's a gap for a community where people can show up, first of all, with like-minded peers. They are not there to care for anyone else, manage anyone else, lead anyone else. They need a safe place and a place where they can be honest and authentic. Imagine with your boss or your ministry team at church, you can't go in and say, I don't know if I'm going to make it another day. They would freak out. (laughs) You need a place where you can just say, this is hard. This is weighty. This is what's going on. But it's not a gripe festival. It's just you're invited into a room where you're like, okay, we are just where we are. It's almost unspoken, but definitely understood. And from there, the space we want to create for people is spacious. So I say that intentionally. So it's a space that's spacious. It's not information overload, learn this, do this, leave with homework. It's almost as if it's on Wednesday in the middle of the week, in the middle of the day. Okay. Imagine going on your typical Zoom room, but somehow you're opening a door to a portal that's an oasis. You're just going to breathe. There's going to be green space to think and imagine and create And there's companions when you need them, or you can have alone time if you need it. And in that space, nobody's requiring anything of you, but being a spiritual community, we're creating space for God to minister to them, to pour into them, to think about what he has for them so they can go another day and another week and another month. So it's not a community that requires, but they're welcome to come empty and then leave full. So different than most communities right now that are out there. That's one of my favorite distinctions about this community. It's not about the doing. It's about the being. Hence the community being called soul flourishing community. It's really about like Kim shared before. It's that place to come and savor. It's that place to come and rest. We're going to have a small community of 30 people or less of Christ-centered peers, where you get the opportunity to step back from that relentless race, slow down your pace, and pull up your comfy chair to breathe, laugh, and enjoy like-minded friends. Rediscover God's vision for flourishing in different areas of your life. Prayerfully ask God to do what only He can do, establishing new life-giving rhythms of grace, leaving ready and eager to serve again. And I can't help but think of, uh, Jen, what you taught me all those years ago. It reminds me of the power of the pause. I love it. I love it. And really hearing, you know, everything from the community to the spiritual side, et cetera, et cetera. So why? Here's another question. How, How will this benefit remote and hybrid professionals specifically. Again, we've realized remote's not going away. Hybrid is here, right? It is evident. Uh, Companies are making decisions that we're changing things. We're doing things different. Put that into the context of the lifestyle of a remote or hybrid worker where time boundaries get really blurry. When am I off? When am I home? When am I at work? And and like Kim said, that leaky faucet, you leak out little bits at a time and you don't even realize it. It sneaks up on you. And before you know it, you're like, where'd my motivation go? 
I'm not sleeping. I'm irritable. What I thought was possible now is not possible. You know, just your whole perspective, you become discouraged and disheartened. Annie Dillard says this, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. And we tend to think I need a massive fix. I need a retreat to Tahiti. I need an around the world vacation. I need to change my job. I need to leave my family and enter the witness protection program. Anything, just get me away from here. But truly, it's in the small changes where we're just letting cracks of sunlight in here and there and the other, which is what's possible for the remote worker. They can take an hour break once a week. It doesn't change everything, but it changes something. And when it changes something week after week after week, it ends up changing you. And that's the goal of soul care. When you bring a different you, it changes everything you do. So let's start small, let's be consistent, but let's be willing to invest in ourselves again and again and again. Brilliant, brilliant. So how do people connect with you to learn more about the Soul Flourishing community? We do have a website that explains what we're doing. It's at, this is not going to surprise you, Jennifer, (laughs) soulflourishing.com. So people can simply go to soulflourishing.com and read the structure, but that's probably the wrong word. Read the invitation. It's an invitation to a time, space, and place weekly so that people can come, tend to their own soul care, and leave, right, serving others from a full cup. So that's at soulflourishing.com. Fantastic. Well, I hope that our listeners will check that out. Michelle, you're going to be closely linked to this project. So what else? What else haven't we covered about this today? Things that you know that our listeners will be interested in. It's not going to be for everyone as they hear this community or they check it out. But just know that there is resources like this out there. Don't be afraid to look for them to invest in your own soul care, that you matter, you're important. I'm excited to hear more about this. Certainly compassion fatigue is an issue for everyone, I think, at this moment in time, certainly in the remote space. So thank you for both sitting down today and having this conversation. And Kim, I'm I'm excited for you. I think about our last conversation here at the Remote Pathways podcast, your energy, your zest. I'm hearing, you know, a next chapter around this And have no doubt that people will just find such value in coming together with other peers for their space and their time. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me here. If I can say one final word, Socrates, old wisdom, right, says the unexamined life is not worth living. I'm going to encourage your remote workers who are carrying this heavy load to give yourselves permission to just think, can this go on? And if not, what can I do differently? Let's be more intentional about the future now that we understand some of the things that are going to be required of us. And so just my encouragement to all of you listening, it's okay to be where you are. We're all there. It's in a very hard place, but let's look at that realistically and then dive into the invitation of what's possible. Fantastic. Well, Michelle, as always, you get final words. All of us at this virtual table, We've been hearing you bloom in the remote and hybrid space, and we are so proud of you. Yes, it has been quite challenging, but that hasn't hindered you from doing your best work. 
You've been riding the remote and hybrid waves and breaking through barriers to bring forth the best in the people around you. It has truly been incredible to witness the innovation, the incredible encouragement, the forming of new communities, and more. Keep up the great work, dear friends. The world needs you to shine like never before. Let us know if we can help. We are here to serve you. 